Tash Show Podcast. Thinking about all those moms who are having a tough time getting out of bed this morning with those Mother's Day hangovers. Um, one too many mimosas <laughs> with brunch yesterday. That'll do it. You know moms. <laughs> Did you end up seeing Mama Kelly yesterday, Jim? Just a phone call. We're going to go out for dinner in a couple weeks. Okay. What about yourself? I spent some time in the morning with my wife, who's uh, a mother. Uh, she's the mother of my child. Mm-hmm. And we've got another one on the way. So uh, we, uh, Grayson and I made her breakfast in bed, gave her some gifts, did a little card. And thanks to all the FM 96 listeners who were calling in last week, giving me tips of things to do. And I, I did steal some of your ideas. I did a little interview with, with Grace and asked him what he loves about his mommy. And then I wrote the answers inside the card. So that was pretty cute. She appreciated that. Then she told us to get out of her room. And we went downstairs and played for another two hours while she slept. The best. Yeah, you were right. That's what moms want. They just want a little bit of rest. They want a break. And then when she got up, she was more than happy to spend time with her husband and her son. Jim, did you buy your girlfriend's mother something for Mother's Day? I did not, no. She, her mom said she didn't want anything. Like, she just wanted to stay home and not do anything. She didn't want to go for breakfast. She She didn't want anything from her daughter either? I, uh, I don't know exactly. I I just wanted to gauge the state of your relationship. Because if you're buying... Your girlfriend's mom a Mother's Day gift. That's next level stuff. Well, she didn't get me anything for my birthday, so... (sighs) Okay. She's not that committed to you either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your girlfriend's mom is not that committed. I just play defense, you know? (laughs) Uh, I love the sign. Jim's posting this sign on the FM96 Facebook fan page. Somebody sent him a picture of a very interesting uh, sign in front of a diner. Yes, it's the uh, Sunset Diner in St. Mary's, Ontario, the greatest small town in the FM96 listening area. And it simply says, MILFs. Moms, I'd like to feed Sunset Diner. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Mom, you want to go for brunch? You're a real MILF. I wonder if, like, the owner, let's say they have some teen kids that work with them, and they're like, oh, we should put MILFs up there. You know what that stands for, right? And the older owners don't know any different. They've never seen American Pie. Mothers, I like to feed. Speaking of MILFs. A pornographic website decided they were going to do something to get some attention on Mother's Day. Uh, Porno site X Hamster pulled a publicity stunt yesterday. They blocked all the MILF videos on their website. If anyone clicked on a MILF video and tried to watch it, they got a pop-up message that instead said, It's Mother's Day. Go call your mom. (laughs) The MILFs can wait. Wow. Now that is the opposite of what you were expecting when you went to that website. Talk about a boner killer. (laughs) (laughs) Just from 12 to 6 quite quick. (laughs) The MILFs can wait. (laughs) Go call your mom. That is kind of a weird thing to search for on Mother's Day, though. You know... Yeah. I try to avoid it at least for one day of the year. <laughs> the year. Yeah. Go call your mom. At least a picture of your mom didn't pop up, right? <laughs> Jim turns to me, he says, 
Oh, my God, Taz. The most embarrassing thing happened to me on the weekend. I'm like, perfect. We'll talk about it next. He's like, no, I look like a real idiot in this story. I don't know if I want to talk about it on the radio. Well, then why did you tell me about it? I just had to ease myself into the story, I think. See, everything's embarrassing that I do. So you know if it's I say it's embarrassing, that it's Must definitely embarrassing. embarrassing. Are, will well, you, you share know, it? Will you share with the listeners? I'm gonna you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna share it because I feel like it's a learning lesson for a lot of people. And you know for me it was a gut check moment because I think maybe I, I should slow it down with the marijuana. Cause during the week I'm pretty calm, but like on the weekends, I like in the morning smoking. Well, wake a little and bake. Bit. You know, when I'm hungover, it makes me feel a little bit better. So I was out drinking Saturday night. Sunday morning, uh, my girlfriend's over, the dog's uh, over. They spent the night. My girlfriend's... Let's just be clear. Jim's girlfriend owns a dog that slept over. Yes, yes. Jim's nickname for his girlfriend is not the dog. The dog. My girlfriend's over. You know, the dog's over. (laughs) Um, So at my place now, I have a little crate for Bruce, a little black lab, and I have a backyard that's fenced in. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I do is run around with a dog in the backyard for a little bit, bring him back in, put him in the crate. Whenever he wants to go back out, I let him back out. And then sometimes I'll come back inside and leave the window open. He'll bark when he's done playing around. I'll bring him back in. He comes into the crate. You got a little system. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm hungover, so I smoked a bit of marijuana that I got from the new store in town here. So it's kind of like... It's legal marijuana. I, I asked the guy, it's all legal yeah, yeah, I asked the guy, give me the best stuff you got, like the most powerful stuff you got. So we're, I'm, I'm bringing them in, I'm bringing them out, bringing them, put them back in the yard. I'm super baked, and I'm just like playing some video games inside. My girlfriend's still sleeping because we had a big night before. It's, it's around 11, but I've been up since about 8. Uh-huh. She's still sleeping. And I realize uh, at one point, uh, I haven't heard Bruce uh, bark for a bit. And I go look out the window and don't really see him out there. So oh, I no, go, Bruce is gone. So I go out to the backyard and I see that the door to, or the gate to my backyard is kind of a little open. It wasn't locked. Oh, no. So my heart sinks. My girlfriend has no idea what's going on here. So I'm like, Bruce, Bruce, here, boy. No sign of him. Panic sets I don't in. See him anywhere. And I, so I start freaking out. I was like, I was like, do I wake up my girlfriend? You I was gotta like, no, find no, 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 no. Bruce before so she I, wakes up. I'm in my jogging pants, walking around the neighborhood, doing like that that clenched butt walk where you're like, you have to be, you don't want to look like you're running, but you're moving your feet really quick. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like walking you're around panicked. the block, and I'm like, I like live next to a school, and there's a park somewhere, so I'm like looking all all this green pasture, and I would take this dog up to run around in the baseball park near me, and so I'm like, oh, maybe he, his memory is up there. So I start walking towards his baseball park. I'm kind of like hustling around. I'm like freaking out. <laughs> Taz, like I am almost having a heart attack here. I'm. I go up to this this couple with their kids. They're by a, a park. I'm like, hey, uh, did you see a black lab with like a Batman collar on? They're like, no, we didn't see anything. I'm like, oh my god. So I go back to the house. I'm thinking, man, I gotta wake up my girlfriend and we gotta look for this dog. And I'm like dreading this. I walk inside. I go past my living room. I look over. Bruce is in the crate. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like it's some good stuff there. <laughs> Crisis averted, you, but I felt like such think, an idiot. You wouldn't think maybe before you went running around the neighborhood to look in the crate? I don't, you know, I guess I didn't, but like I, the moment I saw him, I was like, oh my God, I let him out of the crate. I just gave him all the treats. It was like, thank God you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the moral of the story? What have you learned, Jim? 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I learned. Always check the crate. Always check the crate. Wanna see you Time for sports. What a win for the Raptors last night. Buzzer beater, Kawhi Leonard. It Everyone's was, talking about it, Dev. It was insanely intense. Like the whole game, like the, the first quarter, <laughs> they scored like a combined 31 points. Like defense <laughs> was off the charts. Uh, and then like uh, you've had this whole thing. This whole throughout the entire series, this whole theme of whoever wins the first quarter wins the game. Raptors won the first quarter. You're like, okay, does this continue? But it wasn't exactly, you know, a confident first quarter for either team. Philly goes ahead. Philly way uh, played, uh, overplayed uh, Joel Embiid, but they kind of had to because he, every time he went off the court, the Raptors started to go on rolls, and so they had to bring him back on, but he's on like a minute's limit. It was an incredible, incredible game. It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Bounce, 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 bounce. First ever Game 7 series winning buzzer beater in NBA history. And it, it almost reminds you of Tiger Woods' putt that just kind of hung on the lip for a second. You're like, there's no way. That's not going in. Oh. And the thing bounced four times on the rim and drops in. Everybody just standing there watching it for like, it seemed like 25, 30 seconds that this thing was bouncing around. It was an incredible sports moment. Tiger's uh, putt was like tailor-made for a commercial. That shot is tailor-made for a commercial. It's going to be everywhere forever. Like I was on my on my Twitter feed. I had people who are like norm- normally not even talking, you know, sports. They're talking sports all of a sudden. People in Canada, people in the United States, people who are not Raptors fans. Everybody was talking about this. People on the other side of the world. This is the Korean call, Jim. Mm-hmm. This is the Korean call of Kawhi Leonard's buzzer beater to win the series. <laughs> I understood that perfectly. I guess oh is universal. You always kind of wonder how the announcers like manage not to swear in those moments. Just like holy, yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. Just something, just because like you you lose you lose your mind. Is that the greatest Toronto sports moment ever? Not just obviously Raptors franchise history. That's the biggest shot that has ever been made. But is it the biggest moment in Toronto sports history, Devin? There is only one moment ahead of it in my mind, and that's uh, Joe Carter with the walk-off home run, Game 6 of the 1993 World Series. That won them the World Series. That's one of only two walk-offs in the World Series. We've got Trucker Sal on the phone. What do you think? Hey, guys. Yeah, it was it was really exciting. I was going to go to bed in the third quarter because i got to get up real early just like you, and it's starting to get exciting, and I'm glad I stayed up. But... Uh, the closest thing was, was uh, you know, Batista, when he hit that home run and flipped that bat, boy, that was an exciting moment as well. Is but, that a bigger moment, Dev, do you think, the the bat flip? 
the bat flip was amazing because with the bat flip, you got to take into account the entire inning and everything that went wrong for the Blue Jays. It looked like everything's going to go south on them, and then he hits that home run, has the bat flip, and it's just a magic moment. Like I was like that's I was as tense last night. I was as tense for the Jose Batista, but Kawhi to me is above the bat flip just because of what it did where they were in the playoffs when it happened. Christopher, what do you think? Biggest sports moment in Toronto history. Uh, I know the presence of social media and nothing else was around and everything, but uh, just the whole thing of um, what it meant to the Leafs then and then what it meant to the whole 11 years after till his body was found and all that different stuff. But Bill Morocco's goal in 1951, and I'm not just saying because I'm a Leaf fan, I respect the whole Joe Carter and Kawhi Leonard and everything like that, but that was the real big one uh, that started for all of the Toronto sports. I love how you started this call by prefacing there was no social media back then. Yeah. There wasn't even color television back then. If we're talking about the Leafs winning a Stanley Cup, you don't have to mention, hey, we didn't have computers back then. It's a given. I wonder if the game was even broadcast on television at all. It's probably just a radio jam, right? Well, there was a replay of him scoring, and that goal was beautiful and everything, and it really set off the huge tone of Toronto sports. Uh, like what we stood on the map when he scored that goal because they did have that dynasty when it was the end of the dynasty. But I really felt that was the big one that uh, couldn't go couldn't go missing or couldn't go couldn't be brought up. Everyone's grandfather agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Speaking of hockey, we got some people saying that. Uh, when the Leafs blew Game 7 against Boston a few years ago with a 4-1 <laughs> lead, nine minutes left, that was a bigger moment in Toronto sports history. Toronto sports teams always find a way to suck. <laughs> That's from Gong Show Tom this morning. Hello, Gong the, Show. <laughs> see, my opinion, there's a lot of these great moments and stuff, but even the bat flip and Kawhi Leonard's shot, although they're incredible and so much fun to watch and got us all pumped up, the end result was only moving on to the next round. Like they didn't. Neither of those things actually won championships. Here's a text message. I would say when it comes to hockey for Toronto, the biggest goal ever scored to make an impact might have been Mike Felino's overtime goal in the ninety two ninety three series. I mean, that's a big one. A, a bigger one for me, I think, is Doug Gilmore's wraparound goal against against the Blues in ninety three. Again, though, something that just made them go into the next round of the playoffs. Like, doesn't the biggest moment have to result in a championship? Well, that's why my number one is Joe Carter. But then, as we rank yeah. all these other ones, they're like huge moments, but yeah. they're they're a step below. Do you think if if that basket last night, that buzzer beater that uh, Leonard got, if it had won them the championship, would that have been a bigger moment than uh, Joe Carter's home run? Oh, that's a really good question. Like, so when when with one caller mentioning Bill Barocco. And even Mike Felino and Doug Gilmore to an extent, like I think there's a recency bias in it, but that plays a factor in it because like no one talks about when Roger Maris broke Babe Ruth's record because a lot of us weren't around then. And so part of these moments have to be the shared experience of the moment. Uh-huh. And so I think the Kawhi Leonard, if this had won <laughs> them the NBA championship, that would be bigger than Joe Carter. Well, the good news for the Raptors is if that wasn't the greatest moment in Toronto sports history, 
They've got another series to make it happen. Who are they playing next, Dev? Milwaukee Bucks uh, series starts on Wednesday. Milwaukee won the season series three games to one, but a lot of that happened with Kawhi playing, Kawhi not playing, Giannis playing, Giannis not playing. So uh, you can kind of throw out the season series, but Milwaukee, extremely tough. They will be favored to win this by a lot of people. Uh, last week we were doing Will Your Mom Do It. Remember, we got uh, we got this guy to call his mom, and his name's Matt. He asked his mom to borrow some money so he could get a penis enlargement surgery. What is it, though? Like, uh, what? It's, <laughs> it's uh, scaring me. <laughs> it's this guy at work saying he got a good deal. It wasn't very much, but uh, it makes your, uh, make your thing a little bit bigger. Like, enlargement uh, kind of thing. Like, you know, women do that with their breasts to please their men. So, like, I thought kind of do that the other way around and you know i don't know i don't what do you think i think that you should talk to a family doctor family doctor i'm not going to go to a family doctor to make well, or no you need to talk to do- no but not no it's not that matt that is i've heard um things That's go wrong with that yeah they do go wrong with that we got curious here about enlargements we we're just price checking yeah <laughs> Just doing a little kicking the tires, you know. Doing a little window shopping, <laughs> <laughs> and we found this article. According to King's College in London, England, penile enlargement surgery does not work. Researchers reviewed twenty-one different types of enlargement surgeries, total of one thousand one hundred ninety-two men. They found the results were not what they should be. It can cost up to fifty thousand dollars. And often a man ends up with a unit that is disfigured. There's no more than 20% satisfaction rates with those kind of procedures. Just like the same satisfaction rates as their love life. (laughs) 25%. (laughs) Or less. There's a chance the surgery will work, but there's also more of a chance that you're going to suffer from penile deformity. Oh, my God. Shortening, which is the exact opposite of what you're going for, or erectile dysfunction. So according to this survey out of uh, the, or study at a King's College, London, England, just not worth it. You're better off learning how to use what you've got, guys. It seems a lot more complicated than a breast implant or a butt lift or something. There's a lot more valves and stuff going on. Working parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't want to get in there at all. <laughs> well, we heard a, a story a couple months ago about that diamond uh, tycoon. Remember, he was worth like a billion dollars, and he tried to have the penile enlargement surgery, and he died on the table. Yeah, all these surgeries. I, I heard the other day that the uh, the most dangerous surgery of all is the Brazilian butt lift. One out of every three thousand people who gets it dies. Also, the most uh, dangerous finishing move in the WWE: <laughs> Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> oh. He's got him in the Brazilian butt lift, man. Oh, my God, that man has a family. <laughs> Dev, last week you had this crazy story in your news about how a lot of people are planning their retirement based on winning the lottery. Yeah, there was a new study out of the United States that said a sizable chunk of Americans think winning the lottery is a reasonable way to stop working rather than developing a saving and investment plan. Approximately 40% of Americans and nearly two-thirds of millennials say uh, their retirement bet is winning the lottery. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good luck. It would, it would work if you won. The early retirement bet, yeah. You'd be set. 
However, winning is not that easy. It can be one idea. I'm all for it, buying lottery tickets. I, I think it, contests, we run like the $25,000 cash vault. How many people called in and said, oh, my God, I didn't expect to win. I never thought I would win. It, somebody has to win, and we see that all the time when we give stuff away here on the radio station. Somebody wins, and people are like, oh, I never win. Well, somebody does every time, and it's the same with the lottery. Someone has to win the money. The chances of it being you are not good at all. Yeah, literally, that's one person's retirement option in the world. <laughs> in America, maybe, like, in 50 years, there'll be four people who could retire, maybe. Well, a woman in Quebec is suing the lottery because she says she didn't realize how hard it was to win. <laughs> Her name is Martha Karras. She's from uh, Quebec. She's filed the class action lawsuit Uh, because she says the lottery never made it clear just how hard it was to win. She says she's been buying lottery tickets for the past 20 years and never knew just how much the odds were stacked against her. She sued because she claimed they never informed her of the real chances of winning. They put never put the odds anywhere on the tickets. Unfortunately, the court has thrown out her lawsuit. (laughs) Last Thursday, they said, yeah, if you read the small print on the back of the ticket... It does tell you what your odds of winning are. (laughs) She should have found out the odds of winning that lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs) Also not good. It sucks when you are stuck on an airplane that gets delayed. Mm -hmm. Everyone's sitting there. Those seats, your knees pressed up against your chest and it starts getting hot. The air circulation's not good. Starts getting a little stanky in there. Uh, Well, it happened last Wednesday on a Southwest flight from Sacramento to L.A. They had to turn around before they took off because of a mechanical issue. Then the plane got delayed again with all the passengers on there because they had to refuel. So the flight attendants started handing out water. And one of the passengers was trying to have a sense of humor about the situation he was in. He joked that uh, the flight attendants should be handing out vodka instead of water. Yeah. Lighten the mood a little bit. One of the flight attendants took issue with the joke, made the plane turn around again, and kicked the guy off the flight. Are you kidding me? What is wrong with people? It sounds like (laughs) there must be more to the story, but here is another passenger who witnessed the exchange telling his side of the story. He said something that, well, they should be passing out vodka because we've been waiting so long. She came by and said, well, I didn't like your joke. Then uh, my wife tried to butt in there and say, look, we've been on this plane for hours right now. And she says, well, so have I, you know, so get used to it. Then all of a sudden, I see her on the telephone up in front. And people were started yelling then. In fact, people stood up. I stood up. Uh, people were saying, this this man didn't do anything. Uh, if they have this in their records, you know, maybe it'll prevent it from happening again. I've never, ever seen anything like this. How mad would you be? The I, third time the plane gets delayed is because the guy made a lame joke about Vodka instead of water. Uh, and my, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people flex their power over the smallest thing. Like, uh, they were slightly yeah. offended by something, so they go to the fullest extent of their power just to prove that they're a bigger person or something. I don't know. 
totally. what the point is. Like, why would well, you? Well, they must have miserable lives. Exactly. <laughs> There's a difference between you working and being stuck on a plane. You're getting yeah. paid to be there. The passengers are paying their hard-earned money to be on that plane and to have you provide a service to them. So, and maybe they have to be somewhere at a certain time, and they're frustrated that they're not going to land he, on time. All he said was... You should be passing out vodka. Which is like a go-to joke. I love when people crack jokes in, in public if like that. If she was a good flight attendant, maybe she would have slipped him a little mini bottle <laughs> later in the flight, right? Hey, here's that vodka yeah. you wanted. Once they take off and everything settles down a little bit. And you'd think in that moment they would be doing everything they could to keep the people on the plane happy. You know, yeah. every once in a while you'll hear a story where the pilot will buy everybody pizza. And they'll bring it up the tarmac and give everybody on the plane a pizza if they've been waiting for like two hours. Yeah. This guy got kicked off. You didn't even get kicked off the plane, Jim, when you barfed all over the place and yeah. knocked the flight attendant's gloves into your vomit. I think it was the baggage handler's gloves, but yeah, I knocked some gloves in the... I blame the vodka, Taz. They shouldn't be handing out vodka on these flights. <laughs> That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.